A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What a week it has been. I mean, it's been absolutely crazy. Because do not forget, the same guy who main evented this year's WrestleMania also debuted at AEW All Out. Because I'm an old wrestling fan, here I come with my big old stick. You will know that this feels very much like the Monday Night Wars. And I ain't got a problem with that. Because, of course, I'm talking about Daniel Bryan, talking about Brian Danielson. There's only one word for it. Oodalali. It's also a testament to the man because no matter what was thrown at him, every single person in the crowd, every single member of the WWE Universe just loved him to the point that now he has made the jump across and he probably is actually finally going to be treated like the face of the company, the big deal, the main event. I'm pretty excited deep down in my tootsie toes. So given that his WWE tenure has officially come to an end and who knows, maybe he will be back one day. You never say never. I thought it made sense on this Sunday for retro ups and downs to take the finger of power and give the good bits an up and the bad bits are down for everything Daniel Bryan did in World Wrestling Entertainment. Roll it. Hilariously, we're going to start with a down. Didn't see that one coming, did you? But do not forget, pretty much as soon as he got into WWE and started to make somewhat of a name for himself, WWE turned around and they took their own finger of power and said, Daniel, you're fired. It wasn't part of a story. This was real, down. For those that don't know, and it seems bizarre now, when the Nexus were told to rush the ring and destroy everything they possibly could, including John Cena in 2010, Daniel Bryan thought, okay, well, I know what I'm going to do. I'll attack Justin Roberts, who was the announcer at the time. I'll get his tie, and I'll give him a good choke. Justin Roberts can go into the camera, and it will be a really cool visual to those watching at home. And I will confess, I was one of these people. I was like, oh, man, that's kind of flubbed up. As it turned out, WWE didn't mean go this far, so how the hell you were supposed to know where the line is i don't know and indeed this meant that daniel bryan lost his job everybody take your hand and face palm i'm gonna lie that hurt a little bit as ever bryan took this on his stride as he wrote in his own autobiography when he told johnny laurenitis this is fine with me what you've just done is going to see me earn even more money on the indie scene so you can take your job and stick it up your ass he didn't say that last bit. I just like to add it in for effect. It was this kind of attitude that absolutely made him the best because he was just such a happy-go-lucky dude who simply wanted to wrestle. And he was back by SummerSlam. This took all of, what, two, three months? I can't remember what it was. And then all of a sudden, he was a good guy. It was kind of a strange adventure ever since that point. But damn it, he was the best. What wasn't was how Daniel Bryan was used when he did first pop up in NXT. Because it seems crazy saying it now, but it also seemed crazy saying it then. Because at the time, NXT was pitched as this weird show where rookies, which was Daniel Bryan, would be paired with a mentor, who in this case was The Miz. And once more, if you're a nerd wrestling fan like me, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. The Miz has only been wrestling for a few years, and Daniel Bryan's been wrestling forever. But this, my friends, is why it was so damn good. 
Because when you do gaze back, look at what this gave us. It pretty much gave us a career-long feud between The Miz and Daniel Bryan that we were always happy to go back to. We also got Daniel Bryan have that terrific match with Chris Jericho on NXT. And because he just didn't give a flub, as we've already touched on, he would drop his own name. Do you remember that interview when he talked to Matt Stryker? He went, well, I don't know what Daniel Bryan's going to do, but Bryan Danielson, he's going to be fine. It's like, Daniel, you're such a card. While his journey to the top was made harder than was necessary, this was just early evidence that whoever you were going to on Daniel Bryan's shoulders, he was just gonna shrug it off because he knew who he was and he believed in himself Damn it, he was right. What also rocked was his first ever Money in the Bank win and subsequent cash-in. And like many things with Daniel Bryan in WWE, this wasn't exactly the plan from day one. And other things had to fall through before we did pull the trigger. But as I always say, a trigger pulled late is better than a trigger not pulled at all. That's not true at all. Because Wayne Barrett was penciled in to win the briefcase at Money in the Bank 2011, but never forget, this was the same night that CM Punk would change the world, change the industry, where he beat John Cena for the WWE title. So I suppose it was just one of those evenings. Knowing how the crowd would react to that though, that they were gonna give him a homecoming hero, and that they had also said, well, we better have Alberto Del Rio win the Raw Money in the Bank, somebody said we really should give the fans something else. And the answer, if you can believe it, was the yes man. It was also one of the most random Money in the Bank matches ever to the point I have to read the participants because every time I say them out loud, my brain's like, Simon, there's no way that true. Can you double check it? So now I feel like I have to double check it. But it was Sid Cara, Cody Rhodes, Wade Barrett, Heath Slater, Justin Gabriel, Kane, Sheamus, and Brian himself. I mean, that is absolutely nuts. And really beforehand, everybody was saying, well, Wade and Sheamus are the favorites and everybody else has just been put in there in order to be super workers. And of course we have the big red machine because he's tall and he can hold the ladder. But at the last minute, the plan did shift in order to give Daniel the nod. And my word, did every single person in that building lose their minds. It was also kind of disappointing because it went to show you that in the 12 months ever since Daniel Bryan had returned to WWE, they still didn't realize what they had. You should absolutely go and watch this one too. It is an underrated gem and the shock finish hits you right in the tum-tum. Obviously it gets it up. Take everything I just said and then paste it in for TLC 2011 too. Daniel Bryan, what a crazy ride he had. Now it's important at this stage to remind you that Daniel was always fighting the system in some sense. It's why he was taken out of NXT years before this, because all the numbers showed, oh man, everybody's voting for Daniel Bryan. And as ever, WWE didn't want Daniel Bryan to win, so they just poofed kicked him out of it. So even though he was Mr. Money in the Bank, there was never a script that actually said, and then Daniel Bryan cashes in until Mark Henry got injured. Because Henry had really found himself this year and was kicking all the ass, hence why he was having a match with John Cena. And while these two gargantuan men were just punching each other in the face, very sadly for Mark Henry, he went and hurt his groin. Given he was the world champion, this wasn't good, obviously. And even though Mark Henry tried to soldier on, which did lead to some unfortunate comedy when Kane tried to chokeslam him, but couldn't, it meant that something was gonna have to go in a different direction. So let's hit fast forward. Because after the big show had actually beaten Mark Henry for that championship at TLC and Henry had gone, Nah, bruh, I didn't like that, so knocked him out with a chair. Here was Ryder the Valkyries. Here were Daniel Bryan. He actually pinned the big show of all the people, and he became the champ. And sure, this was at a time when WWE absolutely separated their world champions into your champion A and your champion B, but who the flub cares? This was Daniel Bryan that had been fired from the company for choking someone, and now he was on top of the world. Up. And then we all remember how he lost that championship at WrestleMania. Down. At the time, this would have got the fabled Brown down too, but actually hindsight changes all of this, because if we hadn't done this at the show of shows, 
who the hell knows what would have changed for Daniel Bryan? Because surely whoever came up with the idea, oh Seamus, you're just going to boot him in the head at WrestleMania 27 and win in 18 seconds, thought this was going to turn the Irishman into the biggest star ever, but it didn't work at all. All it did was piss off the fans, so they decided, well, what should we do? I mean, we could do nothing, or we could rebel against this. I think I'm going to choose that one. And this was doubly true, because when it did go down, Daniel Bryan was doing some of the best heel work of his career. But he was so darn entertaining, and he was so good at having great matches with everybody, it was so easy to respect him. And you could see that little glimmer in his eye. He was having the time of his life. That always comes across. So rather than push Seamus, this did indeed start a chain reaction which would lead to the Yes movement. And we all know how glorious it was, which is the very reason I can't give it a brown down, but I still will give it a normal down. It really is a sliding doors moment too. Like if I get into a time machine and I could go back to this point and ensure that match didn't happen, I'd be massively intrigued to see what came next. And if you're now saying to yourself, Simon, did you just waste an attempt to get in a time machine to change a WrestleMania match? The answer <laughs> was yes. Which also ties into our next up, not the time machine bit, the bit before that, his fantastic partnership with AJ Lee. Up. Now this was half of one and six a dozen of the other because AJ Lee was such a good performer, but the chemistry they had when they were in their fake relationship, even today, like a decade on, I absolutely love it. It all ended with that absurd wedding when Lee and Brian couldn't keep straight faces, which made them even more endearing. And don't forget, during that spot, during that angle, there was even a tease that AJ Lee was going to marry. Harry Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And that's what they wanted you to believe. Only for around about seven seconds, but still. The real twist was that AJ was going to become the Raw General Manager and Daniel Bryan had a breakdown, but this really was a case of two people that you could give anything to and they were going to be determined to make it work somehow. If somehow AEW could have these two as a partnership again, I would take it, which would be really weird because right now AJ Lee is married to CM Punk, but again, that's how flubbing good it was. As would, obviously... Daniel Bryan's whole ascension. Powered by one single word that everybody could chant with ease, when you actually do sit down and chart what Daniel Bryan did in order to get to the main event at WrestleMania 30, it will genuinely blow your mind because truly, truly, it was never meant to happen. And how many times have I said that phrase? I tell you, it gets you. Hilariously too, Vince McMahon actually wanted to do Bryan versus Sheamus again at the showcase of the Immortals in 2014. And why he was so obsessed with that match I have no idea. I mean, they worked really well together, and you can find some good fights they did have, but why are we doing it every single year? Baffling. But be it his absence from the Royal Rumble, the fact we did that weird stuff with the Wyatt family, or that he was ignored at every turn, as we've already hinted at, fans just decided, well, if you're not going to do what's right, we're going to do what's right, and we will overtake every show that you do with all the noise and all the yeses and all everything else until you can't ignore us anymore. And if you can actually believe it, it worked. Now, sometimes this can be a detriment to the product. I mean, see the what chant, which will make you just want to ram your fingers into your eyes. But that wasn't true here at all. Because I think as a unit, as a wrestling collective, we all knew that this is what we wanted to see. And we all knew the time to strike was right now. So if we were going to miss it, well, that would piss us off. So we better go do something about it. And that's why everything leading up to WrestleMania 30 was such a delight, especially when the entire roster was in the ring. The whole fans were trying for Daniel Bryan, even though it wasn't his segment. And you just saw a CM Punk going, 
<laughs> Who was loving every second of it. And it is a shame that it did have to become an us versus them mentality, because really you never want to get there. But it did mean Daniel Bryan beat both Batista and Randy Orton at WrestleMania 30. And don't forget he did this moments after the Undertaker streak had been defeated. But as soon as the referee hit three, 70, 80, 90,000 people, whatever it was, completely forgot. Because once again, we all love Daniel Bryan. Don't take a genius this one, because it doesn't get an up. It gets the golden up. And after talking about that one, we will go off piece for a second too, because I would like to talk about how Daniel Bryan conducted himself backstage. I don't mean he went up to people and said, hello, hello, how are you? Oh, tremendous, I'm really pleased to be here. I mean the way he always bah, went to bat for others. Because the way he went against the grain and told management and the powers that be, you should push this guy and you should push that guy, don't even worry about me, is so commendable. I mean, look what he did with Cesaro and Drew Gulak over the last couple of years. To the point, as soon as Daniel Bryan did leave WWE, the Swiss Superman was back kind of just floating around doing nothing. Which is absolutely nuts because he is one of the greatest wrestlers on the planet. I think to me as a fan, it just comes across like if everybody had this attitude in professional wrestling, then professional wrestling would be better for everyone. And very nicely, it does kind of feel like we're heading down that path. And if we do get there, one of the trendsetters will be dun, 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 Daniel Bryan. I shouldn't have done that unless I had an actual trumpet. And of course, it would be remiss of us not to talk about his retirement in 2014 naturally gets a massive down. Still one of the most emotional moments you could ever want to see within the world of professional wrestling. It just also makes you go, how did this happen? Given that this was coming off the fact he had become a champion at WrestleMania 30. I mean, I don't like to use the word unfair because life is life, but this I will make an exception. Hugely and massively unfair. If you really need to know what I'm talking about too, just go and find the picture of Daniel Bryan and his wife B. Bella, either before or after he has done this speech. It will take your heart and break it into 78,000 pieces. That is a man who was broken. However, like any good story, you have to hit rock bottom and hit ultimate tragedy in order to start waking your way back to the top, which is what happened to us all when Daniel Bryan flipping returned. Up. I still remember when it first broke online moments before SmackDown and me being like, well, that's a troll. I don't care that it's on the official WWE account. Somebody has hacked in and somebody is playing with our emotions because this had been teased time and time again and nothing had ever come of it. It wasn't flubbing nonsense though and it was the real deal when Daniel Bryan officially said, hey, baby, I'm back. I just filled up with glee. And I mean, literally, if somebody had done an MRI or a scan, they would have said, oh my gosh, you were fooled with glee. Now, it's kind of hilarious that within 12 months, we had turned him into a bad guy. I mean, he should have been a good guy for life. But again, it's WWE, crazy stuff happens. This is still worth a watch today, though, if you want to feel all warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum. And if I ever had, like, a warm and fuzzy tum-tum chart, this would make the top five. Hell, it may even be number one. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 